Megan Fun of Sports is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. You must be 21 or older. Everybody and welcome on into another edition of Megan Fun of Sports. Football is right around the corner. I feel like I've said that for the entire month of August, but I'm going to continue to say it because I can't wait for it. I know my co-host Megan Gailey can't wait for it, so let's get right to it. This week's Megan Fun of Sports. Megan, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, it's so hot here. How hot? It's like, I'm, I hate it so much. And, you know, we've got a little bug in the house always. How hot? Like, are we talking Florida hot? Or are we just talking? We're talking 80s? like, and I know everyone says like, oh, it's a dry heat. But it's like, not. It doesn't feel that dry. I mean, we're we're getting, we're inching close to the hundreds. Okay. And um, I hate summer. I, I don't you hate do? it. I, I, I listen. out of here. I don't hate it. I take that back. That's too strong. It it honestly might be my least favorite of the seasons, though. Wow. Listen, wow. I rock. I think, listen, I think you spend one winter in Indianapolis again at this of age course. after your blood has thinned out and you of would course. answer that question much differently. Absolutely. I'm saying this as a Los Angelino. Yeah, yep. that's right. Um, that I I love fall. Fall here is very, very hot, but mm-hmm. like a Midwestern fall, which I'm yep. going to be back for. I might as well mm-hmm. plug my shows now. September 22nd and 23rd in Chicago, September 26th in Columbus, Ohio. I am going to go to that bar where Urban Meyer stuck his thumb up that lady's butt. Mm-hmm. That's and a fun then, one. Yeah, that's a Columbus September, is underrated. Great little, I like I like Columbus a lot. And I know you're not a runner, but it is a great running city. They have bunch, a bunch of little paths to walk on by the little river. It's it's very underrated. I like Columbus, big fan. I've never been and I'm so excited. Um, so September 26th in Columbus, September 27th in Cincinnati, and then two shows September 29th in Indianapolis. I love love that you're back on the road because here's another thing. I just left the road and I've probably been to all of these small little cities that you are going to go to, even though the ones you mentioned are not small little cities, but I have restaurant recommendations for you in almost every city that you mentioned. So I'm going to tell you. Yeah, I would be interested even to hear your restaurant recs um, for Indianapolis, but they may just be regurgitated restaurant recs I gave you. And I like that. Um, so the Midwest in the fall is so gorgeous. The winter in LA, if it's not raining is great. Spring, great. Summer, too hot. Too hot. Look, I I'm anti-spring. I'm really having a hard time because I'm in the process of moving to Connecticut, as I've told everybody a million times. And I am currently still living in the hotel, which is fine. Um, not really. I'm losing my mind, but we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it a little, like two weeks left. Two weeks left. So we're almost there. Um, but I'm having a hard time thinking about winter and I'm having a hard time thinking about spring because I hate spring. It's the worst season. It's the biggest tease. Winter, I like um when it's white for Christmas. I like the spirit. After that, I would like winter to completely go away. But spring is the worst season out of all seasons because you'll have a 60 degree day, and then you'll have another 60 degree day, but it will have 70 mile an hour winds. Not really. I'm exaggerating, obviously. And then the next day will be 34. And I'm just, you know what? Let's close the book on winter and let's just move on. I love summer. I love fall. And I know that you all tuned into this podcast to listen to Megan and I talk about seasons. So thank you so much for giving us this space, this platform to discuss 
the seasons in depth. Um, without further ado, let's get into our morons and our mentions of the week. Megan, we actually have a co-moron because yeah. I was going to pick this moron of the week. Um, it is the Tui family. Mm. Um, we all know them from uh, this wonderful, wonderful movie, um, The Blind Side, that I thoroughly enjoyed. I know you probably enjoyed it too, but now I almost feel bad for enjoying it because what we learned this week yeah, so it came out this week. Michael Orr, who is the uh, the main character, I guess. I mean, I guess Sandra Bullock kind of is, um, who portrayed the Tui mom. Michael Orr is the football player who was drafted by the Ravens, went on to have like a pretty good NFL career. It came to light. He has filed a lawsuit that when he was under the impression he was being adopted. The family actually never adopted him and instead had him sign into a conservatorship, which has made headlines in a very negative way because of the Britney Spears conservatorship mm -hmm. that her father had over her. So I think we're all very quick to go conservatorship, very bad. Also, Michael Orr, not someone that we would see and go, it. he needs help and no access to his own finances. He signed this when he was 18 years old, able-bodied, um, independent. So why did they do this? Now, we don't know everything. Both lawyers from each side are putting out statements that are obviously very conflicting. My gut is to believe Michael Orr. Also, people have been weighing in on social media. This family lives in Tennessee and someone tweeted, um, if the Tui family treated Michael or any version of the way they treat wait staff in Tennessee, then I fully believe him. And Megan, you and I are of the same mindset. If you treat wait staff poorly, you are a bad person. I wouldn't even say just wait staff. I always judge the character of somebody based upon how they treat somebody who can do literally nothing for them, right? They can't mm -hmm. help advance them. I think that's when you find out the true character of somebody. And um, I see it happen all the time. It, it's it's not it's not pretty. I would put flight attendants in that category. Yep. I would put um, door people in that category, uh, yeah. valet parking yeah. people in that category. A lot oh, yeah. of people fall into that category. And I, I don't care for it. It is very poor to me. Now, I understand everybody could have an off day. Maybe that happens here and there. But um, there is a big difference between. Um, yeah, it, it just seems like a lot of people are sort of rushing to social media to be like, oh, we always hated this family and kind of never believed that this was true. And no one is saying that about Michael Orr. Everyone is like, this is a nice man who does seem like he got duped. And and that's my gut is to be like, yeah, you guys screwed over this young man. And we haven't really heard much from Michael Orr, right? Throughout all of this. And that's mm -hmm. interesting to me. Yeah, like they're calling it a shakedown. I don't know what I really hate who I'd also put on my moron list is people that when they're writing stories about this or putting out any sort of press, they're using a photo of Sandra Bullock. Sandra know. Bullock is not the mom. The mom I know, is a I feel kind of bad for Sandra. I mean, she, she won an Academy Award for her performance. She's also going it's through it. Fantastic. Absolutely horrific tragedy in her personal life right now. Leave Sandra out of this. Sandra is a queen. I love her. Big fan of Sandra. All right, Eddie, do you have a moron this week? Yep, I do have a moron. And um, well, 
Lauren's a strong term for this one. I'll say more of like uh chill out dude of the week or something, but it's yeah, Ryan Clark. Like it. And the reason okay. why I'm saying that is because I'm not sure if uh, you guys have seen this, this quote yet, but um, it, you know, we're in this like hot take business. It's, it's the training camp at best shape in their life. We got to get headlines. Precisely. That's exactly it. So he said on NFL live that George Pickens, and I get he's a stealer, you know, former stealer has to go for his team. George Pickens, is more talented than Justin Jefferson. Um, to me, that is like, I get it. You want to hype up your guy, but, uh, you know, Justin Jefferson at the worst, obviously outside of a catastrophic injury at the worst, he's going to give you the production of a top three to five receiver, if not number one overall. I think we probably all agree that he is the most talented and the best receiver in the league. Um, we saw what he did at LSU. And then once he came to the league, him and Kirk Cousins have found magic. And I think he'll have a great season again now with Jordan Addison there with him. Whereas, you know, George Pickens, obviously good college career as well, but a later round pick and he's dealing with a quarterback, a younger quarterback in Kenny Pickett, who by any metrics is near the bottom. Um, and, you know, we've seen him with the, the the small hands. We don't really know what his career is going to be like. I just think Ryan Clark, like if you want to make some bold claims with the Steelers, I would probably not pit a young up and coming receiver against the bona fide best receiver in the league. So I think this is a little too hot takey uh, for my liking, despite it being August 16th. And we are in this this headline biz right now. So I'm just not a fan of that. Yeah, what I do Pickens like about picket. it though is like Pickens the pickets. I do like hyping up your guy, right? Like hyping up your teammate, even if he doesn't necessarily believe it. Like coming out and saying that, maybe like that helps helps Pickens a little bit, right? Yeah, but I think there's a way to hype someone up without saying you're better than this other person. Mm-hmm. You could say like he's gonna have a breakout year. He's or gonna- you could even say, look, you guys are all talking about Justin Jefferson, and I'm just telling you right now. You need to be talking more about. Yeah, I really, I don't like this. Like, and and in some ways, even though they play the same position, it is apples to oranges. Because like, as Eddie pointed out, you have a different quarterback. You have a different system. You play in a different division, a different mm-hmm. conference. You have different defenses you're going to go up against. So like, yes, you can compare wide receivers to some extent, but it's like, why do you need to be like, this guy's better than this guy? Be like, let's, let's uplift everyone. And that's just maybe the Zen I'm going through. I'd also like to note before we move to our menches, Megan, I don't know if it's your shirt, your bra or your posture. Your I don't have bras looking, on. Your boots are looking big. They're looking oh, big. They are? Oh, I think it's, big. this shirt is a little big on me. So I think and the v-neck in it i think it um it kind of highlights that maybe the way i'm sitting i actually i don't have a bra on at the moment so okay i just know that so, having so. big boobs is a dream of yours and it so is. i need yeah. it as thank a you. as a friend and a colleague i needed to point it out that they were looking plump thank you i really appreciate it i also think it might just be i i've lost a couple pounds since being in the hotel not on purpose it's just my eating schedule is off. I have to yeah. order food all the time. I don't want to order food. And so maybe it's just like my arms have gotten even more spaghetti-like. So mm-hmm. so that, that could be it. That could be it. But thank you. I I appreciate that. So Absolutely. maybe the mention of the week will be my boobs. Okay, great. Um, my mention this week is uh, we also over the weekend, it was the um, Basketball Hall of Fame inductions. Yes. A, a lot of a lot of greats going in. Oh, and get this, Megan, the girl who did my makeup today for work also did Steve Kerr's wife's makeup. This I was like, Steve Kerr's makeup? Um, 
So my mensch this week is Becky Hammond, who went mm-hmm. into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And, you know, we love Becky here. I also thought her speech was amazing. There's a moment between her and Pop that has been going viral where she's like, I'm not going to look at you. She gets very choked up. Then Pop gets choked up. Then I got choked up. And she says, you didn't mean you, you your intention wasn't to do something groundbreaking. I think Pop is just like, I'm going to hire the best person. The best person. He said, but, to be you, but you did but something you did. that nobody else has you made ever history. done before in professional yeah. sports. We are obviously big Pop supporters here. So I was very happy to see that. Very happy that Becky had her moment as well. Um, yeah. I know I just put my my mention of the week as my boobs, which, you know, it, it deserves. Uh, it's very deserving of that. But um, I don't know where this falls in a category. But um, I don't know if she's a mentor or not. I did want to highlight a story that we've all been talking about. And that is the woman who had an incident on the plane in um, Dallas, a flight that was going American Airlines from Dallas to Orlando. This woman stood up and was like, that guy is not real. And she exited the plane. And this week we got to see the apology video. And we hadn't seen her. Like no one knew her name. We couldn't find her. People were starting to be like, she is a plant from Men in Black. Like what is happening? Who is this woman? So I don't know if she falls into men's category, but I'm going to put her there because in her apology video, she looked really hot. And she's hot. She looked hot even in the viral video. Well, I didn't think there's a second and there's still kind of a little fraction of me that thinks it might not be the same woman. I look very different. And and so like CJ said, CJ loves the story, sent me the video. You've watched the it's like the, the apology video left me kind of with more questions every she's apologizing. And and I think the subtext there is like, she's apologizing and she's not saying this, but like she maybe was on edibles or like she maybe had a bad reaction to some sort of substance. Which and that's fine. Why like, I think we're all okay with that. I wish she would just come out and say it like, because there's yeah. so many people now where like, uh, was there an alien? Is yes, everyone's like, what did she Why are you see? apologizing? Like, what did you see? <laughs> well, also the fact that she just got off the plane. Like nobody was like, okay, ma'am, calm down. She was like, no, I'm out of here. I'm, that guy's not real. And I, I gotta go. Um, so I kind of wish in the apology, she would have included, look, hey, hand up. I took something before the plane. I am an anxious flyer. And I, I hallucinated. Yes. I don't remember what happened. I apologize to everybody. I think that giving us a little bit more of a reason um, would have been good, but she could be considered the mensch because this is a great business opportunity for her. She left us with enough questions where there can be a documentary about her. She can go on a talk show. She can have a following. So for her now, the world is her oyster because we still are left wondering what happened. Yeah. And she just wants to go back to her regular life. I do. She and yeah, it's like, I don't, I don't know if that's going to be possible. Okay. Um, Eddie, who is your mensch? If it was crazy lady or Megan's boobs, then we've already taken it. 
Yeah. It, it's um, I'm doing our uh, once in a blue moon hockey update and it's weird for Love August it. 16th for it to be an NHL story, but this just came across thanks to uh, Mark Stone appearing on Pat McAfee. Now, a couple, uh, I guess months ago at this point, I talked about Matt Kachuk who played for the Panthers who lost um, to the Vegas Golden Knights in the NHL Stanley Cup final. And he played with a broken sternum, which is insane. And I love when these stories trickle out after the season's over. So Mark Stone is now admitting that, uh, well, he's the fourth player in the last 30 years to score a hat trick um, in the Stanley Cup um, last game, the, the the deciding game. And Mark Stone, if you don't know, six-round pick, two-time Selkie Award finalist, uh, drafted by the Ottawa Senators, now the captain for the Vegas Golden Knights. He scored a goal, got whacked in his left wrist. The wrist broke. Uh, played with a broken wrist, scored two more goals uh, for the hat trick in that game, uh, admitted to, to taking some pain pills in between periods. Um, obviously, the Golden Knights, they won in that game five, but there was a game six he, and game seven. He most likely probably would have missed it because he's just playing on pure adrenaline. But um, my favorite, I guess, kind of part of the NHL offseason and seeing how many of these guys just like taped it up, put some you know pain pills in and played uh, the rest of the way. So scoring a hat trick, uh, scoring two more goals with a broken wrist is pretty insane to do that. And uh, it's funny now, months later, uh, removed from the hoisting the trophy, he admitted it. And if you watched him in any of those post game, you know, the, the videos of them celebrating, you wouldn't even know that his wrist was broken, but um, it was bad enough to have, I think, multiple surgeries. So um, he easily is my my mention of the week here, even though this is a story probably from a, a few months ago. Wow. I mean, I can't like I have a cold right now, like not even a bad one. And I got on the Zoom and was like, I have a cold because like I can't do anything without letting everyone know even the most minor like uncomforts I'm going through. Discomforts. Uncomfort is not a word. I I remember I just the stress fractures was obviously not the same as like things being really broken, but I've had four femoral stress fractures and I ran a lot of races through them because I did not want to sit out the season. And guess what it led to? More stress fractures. So I I relate to this in a weird way, but a broken wrist is a lot different than a stress fracture and a broken sternum is a lot different than a stress fracture. That's just like a little crack. That's a that's a big, big, big crack. And uh and kind of scary. So I, I hope he recovers well. Um, and I hope that he's okay. Uh, that's, that's my like long-term thing. I think hockey guys are just built different and they, they yeah. will be fine. They really um, are. They like love losing teeth. Um, I did want to point out we are getting, Oh, so, so, so close to the U S open. One of my, Which, absolute- yeah. by the way, I wanted to ask you now that I'm in the area, do you have any connects? Can you get me a ticket or do I got to queue it up again? I got connects girl. All right. All right. Connects. You let me know. We'll message offline. Um, I, I want to go. I got connects. Um, the U.S. Open is one of my favorite sporting events to attend in person. So I'll be very, very jealous. And also attending in person will be 43-year-old Venus Williams, who earned a wild card invitation to the U.S. Open. This will be her 24th U.S. Open. It's truly unprecedented. Is she going to win? No. But like tennis peak age is like 19. Like we're all loving Alcarez and it's like, yeah, he's 20 years old. Like Mm -hmm. to be playing and playing in majors at 43 years old. I think we say so much about Serena and, and Serena is the goat. Venus is a goat. Like Venus and Serena belong. There's no Serena without Venus. So it's, they, they have to go together. I'm very excited for Venus. This is great. And also just, even though she's nowhere near her prime, the chance that you get to see an athlete of that caliber still doing it and still doing it really well says a lot about her. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. About her perseverance, her like being able to stay in shape. <laughs> Can you mm-hmm. imagine? I also saw today Warren Sapp has a new documentary that came out about CTE. Oh, good. I'm, I'm going to have to take a deep breath before I watch that one. I don't like these CTE ones because I do love football and it is an unfortunate circumstance that comes with it. And I, it's, I know, but like, you know, I think of Warren Sapp as, Someone, you know, a hard hitter and definitely such a star. One of kind of, I guess it was because I was growing up, but it was like, you know, it's very hard to break through as a defensive star in the Mm -hmm. NFL because we usually are focused on offense because they score the points and and he was a true star. So I'm interested to see uh, what it'll be about. Um, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with some NBA news, baseball news, and most importantly, our Hard Knocks review. Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All of this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using code OMAHAFULL. That's O-M-A-H-A-F-U-L-L. And then place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. You keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get it right back as a bonus bet. Must be 21 plus, offer valid, and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only. Must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet, $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and rewards credits will be added to the account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See caesars.com slash promo for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem in Arizona? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino? Call 1-800-522-4700. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. In Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and response Referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. Okay, we are back. The biggest news out of the NBA was this Truly shocking video that came out. James Harden. Oh my gosh. I mean, this it, it, it was, almost seems like he's at some community event and just takes the opportunity to rip Daryl Morey and let Philadelphia fans know what's up. Now I feel bad for the fans on all of this because 
through good and bad, they have really stuck by James Harden in this situation. And now the team is crumbling. And it's not just Harden, it's Embiid as well, who removed the Philadelphia location and the word processing from his Twitter bio. Now, this is all so silly, but it is relevant. It is very yes. relevant. And I, I know it's like, oh, we talk about who liked whose photo and who yes, unfollowed each other. Well, listen, if it wasn't a big deal, they wouldn't do these things. So it clearly is a big deal. And while the rest of Philadelphia focuses on the Eagles, um, the basketball fans of Philadelphia should be worried about the 76ers. Yeah, I... <laughs> James Harden, like, I don't want him anywhere near my team. Not that he would truly ever come to Indianapolis. We have not great strip clubs, but I like to be, I, people hate being called a liar. And I know this because I watch a lot of Bravo. Like it's for housewives. When you call someone a liar, they're like, oh, and it's like every single one of us is a liar. Now mm -hmm. there's ranges of lying, but it's like, Megan, do you think I've ever lied about something? Oh, I think yeah. I've lied about something today. Like, it's like, we're all liars. We're all hypocrites. Now I'm trying to think, I'm like, what have I said today so far? Was any of it a lie? But to publicly say this about someone who's like kind of technically your boss, it's so inflammatory and so wild. In the video, you like hear someone, he's not at a camp he's teaching, but it does. Yeah, it's like a white party, maybe at like a club that's a charity. And you hear someone gasp, but like no one was expecting this. And it really, I don't, James Harden has a, has a big price tag. And, and to what and like, what does he really bring you? He had an impressive series where Embiid was out and you saw, oh, okay, James Harden can still be James Harden. He does not bring win winning. He does not seem to bring a fun culture. He seems to bring kind of like drama. Yeah, I think uh, to the your point about culture, uh, James Harden is a guy you got to be really careful with when you're talking about culture of NBA teams because everywhere he's gone, things have sort of... Uh, not been the best, I guess, obviously, with the exception of OKC, things were OK there for him. Um, but where does this end? Obviously, Harden is not going to be on the 76ers. Is Embiid going to go with him? Where do these two end up? Um, in a way, I, I kind of like it because we're all talking about football right now. And this sort of shifts the attention to what's going on in the NBA, which I like when the league is relevant. But I guess we we sit and we find out yeah. what is next for James Harden. Would he go to like a Dallas? Um, I don't know. I I think him and Embiid do not like each other. I actually think it's like a fractured relationship. And like he's been enough places that it's like I think there's other guys. Not that not that anyone really beneath him in 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 like points and earnings could go. No, I don't want him here. But you think about the stars of the league, like I. You think he'd go to Dallas? Can you imagine like Luca, Kyrie, and James Harden? I say mm -hmm. cameras up. We are gonna get real housewives level drama, drama, drama. Get Mark Cuban in there. People are gonna be flipping tables and calling each other prostitution whores. Well, that's why I want it to happen. Let's have okay. James Harden in Dallas. Let's do it. Yeah. And it's also like you just look at it from a raw talent perspective. It's like that's a great trio. Right? Yeah. Just from raw maybe talent. Like, just maybe that's who the woman talent. saw. She saw James Harden and she said, he's not real. Maybe. Um, um, as we mentioned, the Basketball Hall of Fame, uh, other notable inductees, Dirk Nowitzki, Dwayne Wade. I didn't I realize him. Dwayne Wade was a junior. 
Mm-hmm. It's Dwayne yeah. Wade Sr. I had no idea. Yeah, I I only knew that because he's from an area of Chicago that's not too far away from me. Yeah, he's so. from Chicago. Pau Gasol and Pau is just truly an angel on earth. Um, just everything he does with the Bryant family and and his speech and him saying, I wouldn't be here without you. And I miss you brother about Kobe. So incredible. And, and Tony Parker and Tony Parker is apparently married to a new woman who looks just like Eva Longoria. Wow. Great. I love that. Um, I, yeah. Good for him. Team USA also defeated Spain 98 to 88. I turned this game on for a brief moment and um, quickly was, was bored, but um, go yeah. Team USA. I'm happy that they, they got the dub. Yeah, we're having to watch it in my house. And I'm like, I really like CJ's already doing like it's 58 days till Lakers basketball. I'm like, you have to leave me alone. Yeah, I turned it on because there's not much else going on. I mean, I've also been tuning into a little bit of Little League World Series as of late, which I feel like a big loser for watching. But it is fun to watch the kids' reaction, to watch the stress. It's like a less stressful version of watching kids on Top Chef because that is peak stress. I That's why I can't watch. Like, I know people love Great British Bake Off. They love the junior. I can't watch children be sent home. I the sending home is okay, but just the stress as the timer is ticking is uh is tough for me. That's that's really yeah. Cool. And then a kid, a kid in a little top hat, like a little chef hat, being like, my my Bernays is not setting. It's like I it's too much. It's too much. Okay. Um, do you want to go? Uh, you want to do some baseball? Yeah, let's hit a little baseball and we'll take a break and then we'll get more to um, our NFL and most importantly, our hard knocks recap. Um, baseball, man. Oh boy. I've almost completely stopped watching the White Sox, but my parents were in town last week and yes. they um, they keep, they still listen to all local Chicago sports radio. I like that. And my dad was telling me about Tim Anderson, who last week was my moron of the week. And obviously he was involved in this baseball brawl, a brawl that I should mention. We haven't seen a brawl like this in a very long time. So Tim Anderson has a lot going on off the field. And Megan, you would love this. He has some baby mama drama. So he has a wife in which he cheated on, knocked the woman up had the baby yet he's still with the wife and there's a lot of issues going on and it is interesting because it's like you know you got to focus on baseball but it's clear that tim anderson has not been able to put this one to the side and i am shocked as uh that i'm just learning about it now i'm I'm honestly kind of embarrassed that i didn't know about this until now but uh tim anderson this is this is this is big Hopefully he was able to get some of that stress out. You know, maybe that's why he was so willing to be like, let's go, because he was sort of imagining something else. I do have to just say as a PSA, here at Megan Fun of Sports, we are not pro-cheating um, in, 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 in sports or in marriage. But if you are going to cheat or if you have an arrangement where you're on the road for 90 days a year and get to, you know, have some fun out. Wear a condom. If you're having sex outside of your marriage, wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. I feel for everybody involved, especially the team that I root for. That's who I, that's who I feel for most. So um, figure it out, please. Thank you very much. Shohei Otani missed his last start due to arm 
fatigue. Um, is this a concern now for Otani? Obviously, we're all talking about Otani's life after the Angels, where he's going to go next. But he plays these two positions. He is very young. He is the future of baseball. Um, yeah. We are watching the future unfold in front of us. But as he ages, is playing two positions going to work? And how does this impact teams that want to sign Otani? Oh, gosh. Obviously, I do think it's probably not concern, but something to keep an eye on. I just think you're going to have a very difficult time telling this man you're not going to do it. So you got to figure it out in a way that's still going to be good for the team, that he's going to feel good about it. You can't go, oh, don't do batting practice because that's where you perfect the swing. And that's very clearly important to him. Um. I don't know. It's like, it's, it's really tricky. I I'm a huge proponent of younger kids. As you mentioned, the little league world series, we grew up in an era, Eddie did two where it's like kids play three different sports. And now you have kids that are like, Oh, I played baseball year round from like seven years old up and didn't play anything else. And then that's when you start seeing these Tommy John injuries at like 14. I think we've talked about it on the show. And so it's like, in some ways, Shohei almost feels like a big kid where it's like you're being asked to do too much, but he's not really even being asked. He's volunteering to do it and he's volunteering to do it because he's the best at it. Yes, um, I agree with this. Um, We need to move on to another story in baseball, and this one is another tough one. Um, Wander Franco is under investigation. He was suspended from the Tampa Bay Rays because he is allegedly perhaps maybe having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. No. Um, it suggests that the relationship began when this girl was 14 or 14 years old. It's not clear whether it was um it was recent or if this was several years ago, but um he has come out and spoken. He said uh, in Spanish, but through a translator, they say that I'm in public with a little girl, that I'm running around with a minor. People don't know what to do with their time. They don't know what they're talking about. That's why I prefer to be on my side and not get involved with anybody because people gossip and talk smack. I don't, that doesn't sound like a no to me. Ah, this is pretty, pretty messy. Um, So he's facing two investigations, a criminal case in the Dominican Republic and Major League Baseball's independent investigation. I think we don't really see him for the rest of the year. Would be my would be my guess, right? I think he needs to do some deep reflection. Um, I'm seeing here it's social media. So this feels like could be some sort of like to catch a predator situation. Speaking of that show, I'm actually really shocked we never saw a professional, like famous athlete on there. Yes, me too. All right. After talking about that, let's let's take a let's take a break and um we'll come back with some football. All right, we are back with football. It is hard knock season. Megan and I are big hard knocks fans. So obviously we watch. I have my notes um, on my phone. Yep. And I'm Ditto. sure you have your notes on the phone. Um, my couple takeaways here. I thought this was a pretty boring episode. Ditto. I honestly thought it was so boring. I know we talked about last week how there wasn't a lot of access, but but last week's episode was at least entertaining. Um this one I struggled to get through. I really, Thank I really you. did struggle. And they had joint practices with the Carolina Panthers. 
I have to ask you, did you miss Frank Reich when you were watching? Oh my gosh. I mean, I wrote in all caps, Frank Reich sighting. I was, I was happy to see him and yeah, it was just sort of like a blip on my screen of like, Oh, I love Frank. I agree with you. I found, so they had this mentalist at the beginning. When yeah, he first- he's like a magician. I don't like magic. Don't like it. It's not for me. So when he first came in, they like introduce him and he's in like kind of a bad suit. And I was like, oh, no, this is a stand up comedian that I've never heard of. This is going to be bad. And then it was a mentalist. And I was like, thank God, Megan, he did like 20 minutes on the show. And I'm like, guys, this has now turned into just a commercial for this mentalist. It was I like one bit you do. And then and then we've got like a puzzle. And then he's in the crowd with Aaron Rodgers. We have not been to one guy's house not yeah. one coach's house the bright spot for me is Quinn and Williams um a D lineman absolute favorite at one point he he picks up his mic and he says I want to shout out my wife and I go big points and then he says I want to shout out my newborn daughter and I want to shout out my agent all three of them women who just got me paid is yep. what he said and he just signed a huge off-season contract and we got to hear Sala say Look, it was a lot of money that we gave him, but the person that he is, he deserved this money. Um, And look, I did love the scene where we saw at practice, Aaron Rodgers and him were talking about the amount of sacks that he had. At one point, he was saying he had 11 sacks. But what I could not um, ignore from that scene was as he goes over to Rodgers, he's like, hey, man, are you mic'd up? And I love that they kept that in there because I feel like they're trying to hint at us. They're trying to show us like, we're trying our best and we're not getting anything because they are so hyper aware and hyper focused about what they say, where they say, and not giving hard knocks anything, which to me is really sad because they know all of these players have their own social platforms. Now they have their own media endeavors. They have all of these things, but hard knocks is a fantastic program. It's been around for so long. Everybody looks forward to it. And I think teams not obliging and teams not getting, giving access could potentially ruin the entire franchise that is hard. Yeah, I I think a hundred percent. I I found it really funny that Aaron Rodgers is obviously friends with refs. Like when they have this joint practice and he like, that's his, I'm like, yes, he is a ref friend. That makes total sense. Speaking to the sacks, Quinnen um, is saying that he has 10 sacks. No, this is not against Rodgers. This is against Bryce Young. And Megan, I am worried for Bryce Young's safety after watching this episode. That offensive line, I thought the Colts offensive line was bad. The Jets offensive line doesn't look great. The Panthers offensive line looks downright terrible. What I really would like to see after all of this is um, here's here's a suggestion for Hard Knocks. If they're not going to give you access, now that they have Aaron Rodgers, We've learned and we've seen throughout the years how much Aaron Rodgers picks up this grass and rubs it around in his fingers, sprinkles the grass to see which way the wind is blowing. And I guess I didn't realize how much he does this. I want to hear from the grounds crew how much of a pain in the ass is Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. to have as your quarterback, not because of his level of play. That is fantastic. That is just fine. Everybody should be happy. But the grounds crew, how big of a pain in the neck is it? having to clean up this whole mess that he makes. Yeah. Look, if he has to do it, if that's what makes him, if that's what makes he him said great. It was medi- like a bit of meditation. It. I want to look um, just like a different angle. If they're not going to give us players, let's talk to the grounds crew. 
Yeah, um, I will say I think Zach Wilson is coming across like pretty good. I thought his little chat with Adam Thielen was cute. The last 25 minutes of the show were like trying to dramatize this preseason game where none of the Jets starters are playing. And I'm like, yeah, we, we I don't care. Like any rookies that are trying to make the team, which oh. is always something that's wonderful about Hard Knocks. I did like when the quarterbacks coach said to Zach Wilson, while you're out there, I'd like you to smile. And then Zach Wilson did have a smile. He's got a million dollars. I mean, this kid is very, uh, he's, uh, he's very, uh, he's not my type, but I, but I get why he is some people's. Yeah. Um, what was another takeaway from hard knocks? Oh, the rookie rookie show was really bad. The rookie show was so bad. They're making them do it again. And I think what I didn't, okay. This really struck me as odd is they, they like come out. There's like the first group of guys and they're doing, um, sort of like a black fraternity thing. And then, so it was like, oh, here's all the black rookies. And then they had the white rookies separate from them. And I go, no, I don't like this. This is, we do not need to segregate the rookie class please no not good at all I did like Aaron Rodgers interaction with one of his former coaches from Green Bay and I love how he just (laughs) comes right up to him he's like dude you look fat like you told me that you were going to be under 270 what the heck are you doing and then he was like just chirping him for eating um for eating pop tarts and all these other things. And I, I love that he had that relationship with him where he could hold him accountable and come up to him and say that type of thing after not seeing him for months. I, I got a good laugh out of it. Um, and I, I thought it was, I mean, yeah, sure. He's fat shaming, but they, it's tongue in cheek. And he was, he they was do hug like at the end, like they don't, they don't catch up in any way. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't ask about his children. No, he's just like, like, dude, you look fat. Yeah. Which honestly, look, if I haven't seen a friend in a long time and they're like a really good friend, I know it's not a great thing to say, but I do think we should be honest with each other. I would kill you. I would you, kill you. I, well, I do remember one time I came home from my internship with the Cape Cod Baseball League. I had a lot of, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, hot dogs that summer, a lot of yeah, junk of food, delicious. a lot of everything. And um, when I came home, my mom was like, you're just looking a little bit more uh, (laughs) well-rounded. I was like, I know, mom, my shorts don't fit the same way, okay? But like, I I do think, you know, it's when you look at yourself every day in the mirror, you can't tell you're gaining weight, but people who haven't seen you in a while, let me know. Let me know. I I, I can never tell. I think everyone looks perfect. Um, Okay, let's, let's, yeah. uh, So far, I give this hard knock season like a C minus. I'm not liking it. Oh, I know it's getting kind of hard to watch because there's no, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the only really, there's no storylines to follow. There's no one we're invested in. It's like, I don't care about Aaron Rodgers. Um, let's go to our NFL. I could, uh, we're going to call it a fill in the blank game. Yeah. Uh, Instead of just telling you guys the news that like every podcast does, we just thought that this would be kind of a more fun way to talk about what's going on in the NFL. So we all know that Jonathan Taylor is dealing with um, some issues with the Colts contractually and health wise. So um, here is our question. Jonathan Taylor will start the season blank. Megan, you have the floor. So I saw a report that like he's going to be clear to return to practice because of whatever injury he's nursing. I'm going to say Jonathan Taylor will will start the season on the sidelines. I do not think he will be playing after watching this first Colts preseason game. The offensive line is bad. The offensive line is so highly paid. And we had the starters out there for the first quarter. And 
Thank goodness Anthony Richardson is a mobile quarterback. He is running around. Deion Jackson was making some moves. But if I'm if I'm Jonathan Taylor and I'm looking at what Quentin Nelson got paid and what he's producing on the field, I'm going to say I'm going to sit my right here and find a place that actually values me. So I have a similar take with this, I but mine's a tad bit different. Jonathan Taylor will start the season sitting at home because I think he's going to hold out for this. I don't think he's going to make it to the sideline. I think he's going to say, screw the Colts. I'm staying here. I'm not playing. I'm not coming to practice. And I do, unfortunately, ultimately think that this will hurt Taylor in the long run. It's really, really disappointing. and 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 I hold him not responsible at all. I think this is a failing as on the Colts organization. I was listening to an interview with Deion Jackson who had like a breakout game last season. He is the the backup running back and they asked about Jonathan Taylor and he said he's one of my best friends. He helps me prepare in every single way and it's one of those things Quinnen Williams is a great example when someone's a good guy. They are an asset to your team, your organization, your locker room. And Jonathan Taylor has proved a lot on the field. So I know running backs stock and price is down, but let him be an exception to that rule. That is not fair. But then this kind of um, like as he is a good guy and as he is a leader, you look at the Colts organization that just named Anthony Richardson, your friend as the starter for the Colts. And Mm -hmm. at this point, Jonathan Taylor is a leader in that locker room. I know that he's younger, but you look around, you have a first-year quarterback, you need offensive leaders. Jonathan Taylor should be one of them. What's happening with running backs around the league, it's not right, it's not fair, but you know what? It's collectively bargained. So the next time that they come up to the NFLPA and they need to collectively bargain something, running backs, you got to stand up for yourself if you want change, because it's not going to change right now. It is collectively bargained. So I think Jonathan Taylor, what he's doing is ultimately going to hurt Anthony Richardson. And that's, and that's on the Colts. That's not on Jonathan Taylor. Um, Okay. Let's move on to a a slightly happier one. I think it's going to be Travis Kelsey will blank this season. Megan, you go first. Travis Kelsey will win people fantasy football championships this season. I just found out where I'm picking in one of my fantasy football leagues, picking number eight, which is a really tough spot to be picking. I don't even know if Travis Kelsey will be around. Um, (laughs) I would rather be picking last than be picking eighth. I think eighth is the worst spot that you can possibly (sighs) be picking, but um, I, I am not losing any hope with Travis Kelsey. He is the guy. He is the red zone target. He will win fantasy football championships. And I'm also going to fill in that blank with Travis Kelsey will be dating Taylor Swift this season. Okay. So mine is Travis Kelsey will date an A list star. Um, This, I don't know if it's going to be T Swift. He publicly said that he, you know, tried to slip her, his number. I I think there's going to be a date between them, but Travis Kelsey is single for the first time in like uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And 
We just love him. He's so handsome. I've met him multiple times. So charismatic, just just a deer and a hunk. And I think he now it's like he's so dominant that it's like, Travis, focus on your personal life. Let's get you like a Grammy Award winner, maybe an Emmy Award winner, maybe like a really famous influencer, maybe T-Swift. That's what I want for my Travis. I like it. All right. Our next one is at the end of the season, we will be saying blank about the Buffalo Bills. Now, this is a hot take, so get ready for it. At the end of the season, we will be saying they blew it about the Buffalo Bills. And we've talked about on this podcast how their window is closing. I think this is a do or die season for the Bills. You look at the AFC, it's absolutely stacked. I think they're going to have a stinker of a season where they underperform. And I think there's going to be a lot of questions about where the Bills go next because they have not been able to capitalize on the depth that they have and talent, the depth and the talent. Yeah. I because they've to- played well, but at the end of the day, they have really nothing to show for it. I agree with you, Megan. I'm going to have to say we're going to be saying they billsed. Um, That is a verb. And this is, unfortunately, the team that infamously lost four Super Bowls in a row. That was so tragic. Led my parents to become Colts fans at the lowest the Colts ever were. Um, I, I totally agree with you. Now, I'm hoping it'll be less of a they blew it and more of a the Bengals or the Chiefs were the better team because I think those are their two. I don't know. I mean, they have Von Miller, um, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen. They really have these pieces. Hopefully, we'll be saying they got the monkey off their back. Is that still a phrase we're supposed to be using? I think so. Is that bad? Is it offensive? No, I don't know. Monkey loving community. Is is PETA coming after us for this one? Hita will come after you for literally anything. So it's like, I can't even worry about them. Um, I love, I love the bills. I want success for them, but I agree with you. It's like you see Joe Burrow and you see Mahomes, and and they just seem to have a confidence in themselves and in their team that I don't know that Josh Allen has. I think I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, Okay. I do worry about both Mahomes and Allen with the injuries. It's like, you know, you know, they're going to happen because they are quarterbacks that move around and that's, that's what happens in the NFL. But I, I don't know. I just am more concerned about Josh Allen's injuries. Um, This season, we will officially move on from, I'm going to say Russell Wilson being called anything close to a top tier quarterback. I know. Oh, I like I know it. She- I know Sean Payton really wants to put all of that on Nathaniel Hackett. I I think Russell Wilson is past his prime. And I think he already lost this locker room last year. I'm sure there's new guys on the personnel. I just, I think it's a wrap. I think he'll still be in the league, but I think it'll it, it's petering out time. See, I'm on the opposite side. I think this season, Russ is going to be much better. I think he's going to be much better, much improved. And I think that's great. I'd also like to say goodbye to never return again. Pink jerseys. Enough. Enough. Unless, unless they're bar- done with them. Unless they're like Barbie. Unless well, it's I like think that's Barbie why we bring them back because pink is hot I know, but right now. I don't like I don't like the merchandising pink that the nfl uses like okay. it's it's white trash they all look so white trash the pink ones 
You don't like it because of like the breast cancer shirts. You don't like those ones or you just don't like the pink ones in general. I think the NFL merchandise for women tends to veer very, I got this for free on a cruise ship. Mm, I think sports tees in general for women are tough. Let's elevate. Let's elevate. I know. I also need someone in my life who is good at cutting t-shirts because I have so many sports tees that just aren't cute. And I see those girls who just get a pair of scissors and snip, 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 snip. And then suddenly they got a cute crop top. Upcycle. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very cool. I can't do it. Not crafty enough. If you're a crafty girl out there that can fix all my sports tees, please DM me. I will hire you to do so. Um, at the end, oh, this season we will officially move on from cable. I think this is the yeah. year we really do move on from cable um, because we saw NFL Network announced this week that they're going to have NFL Plus where you can basically buy everything there. So you can buy your NFL Network subscription. You can buy um, your Red Zone subscription. You can buy all of that. And really, quite frankly, I don't have cable. I have YouTube TV, which is pretty much the same thing as cable. The only reason that I even have cable is because of sports. So if the NFL is doing this with their network, I think we're going to see other people do it. I don't know how this is going to look, but I think this is the year that that this is it this is really it i think what nfl network is doing is going to change the way that these networks do um i do have to say the colts game was on we had to use nfl plus to watch the colts bills preseason game and i'm bad at technology cj is very very good at it Mm -hmm. he said they made it almost impossible to use it was very hard to sign up for the interface is bad everyone I was texting was like, this NFL plus thing sucks. The graphics look bad. It's not good. So I, it's like ESPN is still on cable and that's why cable even still exists is solely because of ESPN at this point. Um, And so Disney may be selling ESPN and that could really change things. They said they're looking for like kind of a um, lesser partner, but Mm -hmm. there is going to be a shakeup, but NFL plus they need to really get it together because it's feeling worse than NFL Sunday ticket. Really? Oh, NFL Sunday ticket, I think is back for this year. If we had who's back. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. YouTube TV figures things out. I'm a big, big fan of YouTube TV. Love that they have the split boxes now. Love that they have a red zone option. I'm a big YouTube TV fan. Um, Okay. After the season, I think Bill Belichick will have two seasons left and start to think about coaching high school girls lacrosse. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think he'll just go on vacation and then come back immediately. Well, it's going to go one of two ways for Bill Belichick this off season, right? It's going to, it's either going to be, we say, Oh, he adapted because his seat for the first time in his career since he left the Cleveland Browns is warm. It's been talked about in the New England media. It's been talked about everywhere. So Bill Belichick, I think because he's a competitor and because he is the coach that he is, he wants to prove all of those people wrong, that his seat should not be warm. However, even though the Patriots just added Ezekiel Elliott, who's far past his prime, um, I don't think they have the weapons to do it at all. I don't think that their offense is going to be able to do it. I um, am not confident at all in Mac Jones. What I do like about Zeke being added is he allows the Patriots to do something in the red zone, which is way better than anything they did in the red zone last season because they did not one thing. Um, but I think I think we're watching the end of Bill Belichick. I think this is his. I think he has three years left, and we're watching year one. 
okay, but that's still long. People are like, he may retire. And it's like, I think he wants to go out, not on top, because this team does not have top um, in it. Um, even though you can spell top from Patriots. Can mm. take. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so much, so much is going to be on Mac Jones. And this is really a make or break year for him um, because there's been flashes of good and there's been flashes of not good. But I think he ruined himself when he had that ankle sprain and he jumped off the field looking like a little baby and crying. And it was embarrassing for him. It was embarrassing for Patriots fans. It's just I can't get that image out of my head. And it's like, this is the guy who's leading the team. Maybe he proves us all wrong. I don't know. Year one was he was overrated. And I think um, year two, he's overly criticized. Yeah. I I think it's dramatic on both ends. Yes, I agree. Um, okay, so that was our what's little your, what's your after the season? I think Bill Belichick will go on vacation. Go on vacation. Okay. And then come right back. And I thought you were gonna bet. say will have a new girlfriend because he, he got a new girlfriend this offseason. Yeah. No, I think he'll just like have like an eight-day vacation. He seems like a guy that maybe would really thrive in the Caribbean. I could see him and Jimmy Buffett being personal friends and then go, I'm back, we're getting back to work. And he would say it just like that. Yes. Just like that. Okay. Elsewhere in NFL news, we hit on Ezekiel Elliott signing with the Patriots. Delvin Cook signs with the Jets. Um, I'm I'm sure we won't hear anything about it on Hard Knocks because they're not going to allow us to. So um, that's what's going to happen. It doesn't change my opinion about the Jets at all. Does it change yours? Uh, the Jets' defense looks really good. Um, I don't I don't know how good Aaron Rodgers is going to be on this team. Mm, I actually have a little inside scoop upon Aaron Rodgers. Are you ready? Yeah. I had a friend who was invited to be an extra in an Aaron Rodgers photo shoot, which I asked, can I come? And they were like, yeah, if you're available, I unfortunately was not available. But, and I think I would have gotten in trouble for doing it anyways. But in um, this photo shoot, Aaron Rodgers had to throw a football across like an office space. Yeah. And I'm told that he wasn't on target. Just saying, just saying, um, you know, take, take away from it what you will. But I'm just saying in that, and he wasn't, he wasn't on target. So Does, did he have BO? He feels like he has BO to me, which it's like, um, really, it's really hot out. I've been having B it's like, sometimes there's just no amount of deodorant, but I'm using like men's prescription strength. And it's like, I'm sure he's like, oh yeah, I just like rub a mint leaf on my pits. And it's like, a rod that ain't going to do it. There was a moment in Hard Knocks, the water bottle he was drinking out of looked like it was an alcohol bottle. I was like, what, is he just drinking tequila on the air? But no, it's like his fancy schmancy glass water bottle that he consumes. Okay, um, let's touch on college football very briefly. I'm going to be going to a Purdue night game this year. Ooh. Purdue has like multiple night games. And I'm like, are we supposed to be good? Because I'm looking at this top 25 and I don't see us. So I'm very confused why that's happening. All right. So the, let's just do top five for everybody that's listening. Georgia, Michigan coming in at number two. Ohio State coming in at number three. Alabama at four. And LSU at Five. Oh man. I if you haven't had a chance, head on over to Against All Odds and listen to their hour and 44 minute 
excuse me, I just burped, college football preview. It's worth your while. They put a lot of time and effort into prepping for it. Um, I took a lot away for oh, a lot away from it. They go over the overs and unders for every team in the SEC, every team in the Big Ten. It is very insightful. Um, I am surprised to see two Big Ten teams entering the season in the top five in the AP poll. I'm thrilled. You are. I think this could kind of be that we talked about do or die for Bill Belichick and Mac Jones. I think this is also sort of, I don't know if die is the right word, but prove it year for Nick Saban because Alabama has sort of been on a little bit of a downswing, relatively speaking. Look, I'd take their downswing in a second. But um, though, like it's like to me, Nick Saban and Bill Belichick, uh, like people can say the seat is hot, but like. I don't see either of them ever being fired by either of these. Well, teams. I don't think Saban is like close to being fired. I just think he needs to he needs to kind of prove it, right? Georgia's been so dominant and Alabama is the dominant force in the SEC under Nick Saban and I think they just they need to they need to be back this year. They need to be back in. Yeah, so um, the AC, Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and NC State rejected Stanford and Cal joining the ACC. This would like really hurt my feelings. I would be, if I was Stanford, first of all, I'd go, I don't need any of you dummies. I am Stanford. I am a premier educational institution and F all of you dum-dums in the South. That's what I would say if I was Stanford. But from a financial standpoint, yeah, they I know. need a conference. I know. I know. Even though I know like I go to one of those schools that like, oh, we're so academic. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah, but what the reality of the situation is sports brings in so much revenue to a school, especially football. So they do need to figure this whole situation out. I think we are far from over. We, Like I said last week, we are in the top of the first inning with what's going to happen with college football. We're going to end up like the NFL. There's just going to be an AFC and an NFC. I know, and, then, and I don't like it. And then a reject league with Boston College, Northwestern, Stan- like all these other schools that like, you know, they don't really fit anywhere. Yeah, that are like, oh, sorry, we make our football players read books. And they're like, oh, <laughs> you got to go over there then. <laughs> um, what are you looking forward to most about college football? Um, I'm looking forward to it starting because then it just sort of signifies that the NFL is going to start. Also, two years ago was when we started this podcast during the college football season, and I was so sick. My Uh, first trimester was so brutal. And so anytime I get to watch a college football game and not be getting up like very often to puke, and I'm hoping there's like a new Applebee's song. You know, like I'm excited to see what the Mm -hmm. breakout college football commercial is going to be. Yeah, what the song of the season is. You're right. I almost forgot about that Applebee's song before. I'm excited because I no longer will be traveling on Saturday. So game day on my couch in the morning. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. And I'm going to do everything in my power to distract myself from watching Northwestern football because it's going to be so bad. And the games are going to be so hard to watch because all of the coverage is going to be about the hazing scandal. And, you know, week one, it's Northwestern against Rutgers. It's, you know, I'm sure the ratings will be through the roof for that one. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to a, a, a Purdue game this year. So like I'm very excited I'm, I'm, when I'm going to be in the Midwest. I'm going to a night game, Purdue night game. I think they're playing Illinois. And then the next Illinois day is going to be good this year. Illinois is going to be really good this year. The Brett next day, got I'm, the boys ready. I'm going to see the Colts in person. So it's going to be a big um, Midwestern football fall weekend for this old Maggie. All right. What do you have to plug? We already heard about your live shows. Those are coming up quickly, right? Rapidly approaching. Yep. End of September. Your child is coming with you to these? Indy. Conrad will be with me. Wow. Is he going to come up on stage, make a stand up? No, he has to go to bed. The show, he goes to bed at seven and the shows, the earliest one starts at 730. All right. So he will not be making his debut. Maybe next year for the little guy. Maybe. It looks like he's got a mullet going on right now. He has such a mullet. It's so cute. I love it. Um, okay, make sure you tune into today's edition of WWE's The Bump. You could have watched it live. I know some of you probably did. Thank you so much. Um, but we had some awesome guests. LA Knight was there, and the world loves LA Knight right now. He's in the Slim Jim commercials. So that's fantastic. Chelsea Green was there. Also, Pel- Piper Niven was there. Um, also, please tune into Peacock for... SmackDown Lowdown and Raw Talk. And I think that's all we have for today, Megan. I have one week left until I finally get to see my husband, who I haven't seen in almost a month at this point. So we're getting we're wow. getting to it. We're getting uh we're getting to it. I almost have a house. I'm almost out of the hotel. Things are trending upwards. You're close. You're close. Maybe I won't be sick next week. Hopefully, we can all hope that. Thank you so much for listening to our show. And we'll talk to you all next week. 